0: This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media
1: Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. All right, winning plays podcast is back in action and the NBA dog days are kind of here, but they're honestly not going to be here all summer long. My name's Brian Robb, joined by the one-only, Brendan Jackson, B Jax of Southern Sub Fame. We're here, Jax, to catch up here, because we haven't talked, I haven't talked to you about the offseason yet. The Celtics have actually been somewhat busy in the past week filling out the rest of the roster. And guess what? The Kevin Durant stuff, it's just not going to go away until he gets traded from the Celtics standpoint. And so nothing's going to happen for the next few weeks. Everyone's on vacation in the NBA right now. You're not going to see a big blockbuster deal right now, but we're still going to dive into the very latest in that situation later on the pod. But first off we have to, bring up the most important thing right now. How do you feel about the Noah Vonley (laughs) signing for the end of the bench? Gabriel, Massachusetts native, having a chance to come home and make good at the end of the, uh, to be uh, the, the fifth big on the Celtics roster.
0: It's, it's funny, man. Cause I was like, okay, is he going to go ley or Kabokla? Like which, <laughs> which guy is he going to bring up? Like make this be bigger news than it is. Um, yeah. Obviously love the fact that he's a local kid, hate the fact that he went to Indiana instead of BC or sure. mass or something like that, obviously. But um, you know, when he first came out, he was like a what mid twenties pick. He was, I forget where he was. He was definitely in the first
1: round. He went ninth actually. I'm looking up right serious? now. Yeah. Right. I felt oh like I was, a, I knew it
0: was lottery. I didn't realize it was nine. So, so uh, I don't, so yeah, cause he, I guess he got drafted by the Hornets, right? Yes, so, yep. so all I know is one of my, uh, all I member of him really in the NBA is my, I have a good friend who is a big uh, trailblazers fan. And when he was on the trailblazers for like a season and a half or whatever, uh, he was very high on Vonley. And I was like, dude, no, <laughs> no, this is not there. But the thing is, it's like Vonley for a, the piss that for the Blazers was supposed to be like a an impact player. As your oh, yeah. fifth big on this team, he might give he might be able to give you some regular season minutes. So I'm I'm actually pretty stoked. I mean, he's older, he uh he seems to have uh, had a couple of good seasons overseas. Yep, you know. Um, he played pretty well for the Nets, even though they didn't need him and they got rid of him. They wanted to play Claxton and inexplicably signed um. Uh, Oh my God. Uh, Drummond, Andre Drummond, you know, like, cause that's what teams are going to do or Noah Vonley, whatever. But uh, yeah, is your fifth pick? I'm not going to lie. It's fine. It's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a situation. It's funny when you look back at just the archivist career and like you say, he got taken by the Hornets and then he was traded as like the centerpiece in like a Batum trade. Right. Um, right. Like young way player, back in. Young yeah. player, you know, top 10 pick, didn't get to play much his first year and then in Portland and then he never. He's averaged like 17 minutes or less per game his entire career, except for one year, like 2018, 19, with the Knicks was like a his best year by far when he was 23. He averaged pretty much eight and eight a game um, in 57 starts, but I assume that was for off yeah that was for a pretty bad Knicks team, yeah 17 and 65 were a terrible Knicks team, um, but now with the a little older, a little wiser, the time overseas, like you said. Been a year in china so it's it's just a training camp i mean it's there there's no guaranteed money here but for if you just need like an energy rebounder at the end of the the bench which i think is actually a pretty important need for this team right now because if if your other bigs off the bench is like luke Cornette and and gallo and and, and and right and Gall, yeah right so that's going to be about like you need one of those guys to at least be able to grab a few boards on nights where Al Horford or Rob's hurt and someone else is in foul trouble
0: no totally and like as for as much as like we were dogging Tice at the end of the season last year even though like we obviously love Tice right like we'll always have a soft spot for him but he played pretty badly the end of the season and obviously made himself you know, more expendable, plus the contract. Yeah, magic, the contract, whatever. you just don't want
1: to pay a right. You right. don't pay a center that much money off the bench.
0: Um, that being said, though, like, if none of these guys that they have, Cornette, Kevin Gelli, uh, and uh, Bonley, if, you know, if they all make the team, whatever, if these guys can't be that fourth big when someone goes down for an injury or, whatever, or COVID or whatever, it's going to be a problem, like, especially during the regular season, they're going to lose some games because of it. If they can't get on the court. And I think you said it a couple of pods ago with Ryan, like, like, I don't, I like Luke Cornett, you know, I'm sure he's got really good locker room stuff. Like I bet you he's like good in, in practice, whatever, but someone in the Celtics really likes him and enough people in the Celtics yes, organization that's clear. really likes him. Uh, But if they're going to sign them and actually make you know sign them as if you were a rotation player, same with Sam Hauser, I just want them to play. That's it. Like I don't care if they can play or not. If they're gonna take up a roster spot and they're not Udonis Haslam, right? <laughs> like you, I want them to play because there's so many times when the regular season, like minutes just need to get soaked up, and instead. If they don't play, then everyone else plays longer. And we can't afford to play
1: Al Horford 50 minutes a game. A hundred percent. And I think that that really nails um the biggest thing, biggest priority of their offseason right now is to building that depth up. And they did that obviously, but getting a pair of guys in Brogdon and Galinari that certainly will take the onus off the backcourt and the wings. And so like Tatum doesn't have to play 37 minutes a night. Um but you still didn't really address that from a big situation, and that's fine if you want to play small. But I'm not sure Emi wants to do. But we'll see if he wants to do that or not. If he's comfortable playing Grant at the five or even Gallo at the five and small stints, and just see if he can get away with that. But
0: I mean, I'm I'm so happy you said that though, because everyone I've heard talk about Gallo talks about him like he's a power forward. And yeah, I get it. He plays four, five, five, small five, whatever, because he's six ten and he's like yeah. a little thicker. But the dude is a wing player. He's a wing player. I mean? yeah. Like he's not right. He's not gonna be able to read. Like if you're playing yeah. him center, you're gonna get destroyed in the boards. Exactly. And and you can't defend. You know, right, you can't right. defend a big guy.
1: Like, no. so uh, yeah. So that's I, yeah. That that's exactly. You don't want to be doing that ten minutes, and then you also don't want to be doing that because then he'll get hurt if he's like yeah, trying to guard true. like big guys too. So that's <laughs> something like that's more of a gimmick type situation in games that that you can go to, but you don't want to rely on that. So yeah, like cornet. Like you said, we have to see if these guys can play. And he isn't, I mean, they sign and resign him. Again, he's he's only, his deal is guaranteed for like $75,000 or something very small. So it's very possible all these guys will be cut and they'll just go to the scrap heap or make a trade if, if they don't like what they see from these guys in camp. But they, they certainly like the continuity that Cornette gave them last year. Um, and now you have a couple guys in Vonley and Kevin Gelly that are just going to be more of a traditional, you know, athletic big that can get a bunch of boards. And it's like, okay, are they going to be able to hold up enough defensively to, to win that final spot? I don't know. Um, I mean, we haven't talked to you about like, do you like, like who do you like in that battle right now from just like, what did you see from summer league from Kevin Gale? Like, do you feel Ooh. like any of those guys have the inside track on it?
0: Well, that's the thing. It's more recency bias. I mean, so, so I guess, so uh, Kevin Gale is on the two way. He's on two And, So he's safe.
1: He's pretty much safe. I think from that standpoint of like, you can play main though. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You can can play main and then he can play up to like 50 games. Right. So it's, it's a nice way to like, okay, we have this guy, we can develop him, we can pay him, but he's not on the cap. So it's like, it's a safe way to like, have an extra big on the roster without having to actually like pay one on the 15 man.
0: Right. And they can always convert it. If he becomes really good Convert it. he's in the playoff roster, whatever. Um, but, and then what's Vonley exhibit 10? Like, yeah. is he just like, training like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. 50,
1: yeah, like he'll get $50,000 to come to camp probably. And that's it.
0: Yeah. So obviously I'm, I'm thinking Kevin Galley has the better inside track. Um, they're about the same age. They're both first, former first round picks. In my mind, it's like, who can replicate as much of Rob as possible while adding in maybe, uh, a Tice three pointer here or there. Cause I yeah. know Kevin Gelly has worked on a shot and I know um, Von ley has at least shown a willingness to shoot. Yeah, I don't know how well he shoots, but he's shown a willingness to shoot. So like, I really want to see, but w- what I really want to see is like, can 20% of either of those guys catch lobs like Rob? Cause that can give like six points a game just on lobs. Like it just really easy, you know, uh, Malcolm Brogdon can absolutely throw the lob, obviously Mark and Smart can throw a lob. So like, I would, I would love for a team to ignore those two guys in the dunker spot and them just get six
1: points a game. <laughs> and I think it's a great point B because they're going to have so many good offensive players around them that, that, that's going to be available for them. Like absolutely. that's going to be a regular part of the, like that's, if, if they have that, if they show that kind of capability, um, in those, whatever, 10, 20 games per year where where Al is having a night off in the back-to-back or Rob is just out because he's out um, or both of them are out. It, it's a situation where they, Ime Adoka really loved to lean in hard to all those guys and and it obviously paid off until the finals. Um, but for the regular season now, it was clear that they were done in the finals. Like a lot of those guys were completely worn down and now the, the plan is to be like, all right, let's make sure we have Everyone having enough in the tank at that point, and Al Horford's not coming off of a thirty game season in Oklahoma City anymore, where he didn't have to like that's a really you know, good doing do anything. So that, that's so you Just have to you have my to, night babe. right you right you really have to work in that rest for him if you a want. Year to,
0: older and a season like a full season, a full to season the finals. Yes.
1: Oh, so that that's a lot. Um, do you have any thoughts on Bruno? I honestly like I didn't watch a ton of him. In Toronto, I know he bounced around a little bit after that. He played in, I want to say Brazil last year, so he was just out of the NBA entirely. Really. It's funny that Brad Stevens is, um, he's going with these more, you know, a lot of teams will go the undrafted rookie route. He's going to no, let's get the, uh, let's get the veteran once premier first round pick guys that have been around the block a couple of times, and maybe they can, we find the resurgence in the mid-20s.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean it's it's obvious that he's really trying to thread the needle between not a young guy rookie whatever, I know I can't trust you because you've never gone through a full NBA season or you've only gone through one and you didn't show enough and then I definitely don't want the over the hill veteran. I don't want a team of all gallows, right? Like yeah. all Gallinaris cuz he just doesn't think they're going to I'm assuming hold up for the whole season. They didn't go, uh, I didn't, I don't know if they had a chance to get him, but like, they didn't even sniff around PJ Tucker. Like, I know that was like, it was pretty much a done deal. He was going to Philly, but like, there was no even whiff. And like that in my mind is like, would be a perfect option to add to a final. the finals loser, you know? Oh, get a wing player who can D at three and D and is tough and all that stuff. Anyway. It's interesting that he's going this way with Von Leigh, Cabangeli, and Caboclo. With Bruno, it's like, it's just, I'm a big draft type guy. I love it. I eat it up. I know most of it's just made up whole cloth. You know what I mean? From guys who watch grainy YouTube videos. I love being that guy. I absolutely do. And like, you get certain feelings about certain players and obviously, with Giannis that uh, happened a few years before Bruno got drafted. Everyone wants to find the next Giannis and his specs are crazy. He's like six, nine. He's got like a seven, seven wingspan, something insane like that. If you look at him, his arms are so long. He might even be that guy in the dunker spot, but obviously it just, it just never panned out for him. Um, From what I've read, he has all the same traits as Giannis, but he doesn't have like the head and the heart, you know? Yeah. So who knows? Who knows how fair that is? That's pretty easy. You know, I've never met the guy. I've never even followed him that closely. So it's pretty easy for me to read that and say, okay, that makes sense. But I don't know if that's true. So that's sort of all my thoughts on Bruto Caboclo. I'm bummed he didn't get like, just become the next amazing guy, even though the Celtics didn't even draft him.
1: (laughs) So like, I'm wondering like how he makes, is he, does he make the team when he just shows off? Okay. He can be like a defensive force in like it's wings that were ways. bigs that's right that's, I, I don't know. this guy that's they, yeah. right it's like and i think that is they're, they're, that was never really clear cut because it's like all right he's you know, he has the wingspan and stuff like that and he's 6'9 um but he's only 218 pounds so he doesn't and he doesn't really rebound at all so from that standpoint i guess he rebounds a little bit but certainly not what you'd expect for someone that size and with that kind of a wingspan He's he's
0: Jabari Parker without the skill, you know. <laughs> he's like he's like a total. He looks like a perfect basketball player, you know. He looks a block like, shots, we yeah. Know that, but yeah, he's super long. But like again, who does he defend? Is he just is he is this another? Even though he's not a pure analog, but is this another Rob cover? Where yeah, dude, I know you're not a center. I know you're not going to take the tip, but can you freelance? And right. block shots or gobble yeah. rebounds or just try to deter someone. You know, it, it, this, it was a puzzler. Like this is the one that's the real puzzler. Cause like, I don't know how he fits on this team. I don't know how he fits in the NBA. So I don't know how he fits
1: on this well, team. Well, he didn't at all last year. So that was,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it feels very much like Jabari Parker, like a uh, kind of a hype, like signing.
1: Yeah. So I mean, it's a fun name. And then, I mean, beyond that, so they still have other roster spots. I would guess the, the buzz you know, based on how things look in summer league, I think I imagine Justin Jackson and Broderick Thomas are a couple guys that probably at least got a chance to make the team out of camp. Uh, I think they both had pretty strong summer leagues and I think they, you know, they clearly need another like real wing. I'd honestly like it to be a better wing than that, but Jackson, I mean, right. But (laughs) I don't know. Jackson looks pretty decent. So I know I got another pretty much the same exact mold as these guys, but maybe with a little bit better of a resume.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, namesake aside, I've just never been a Justin Jackson guy. Yeah. I, I just, because again, when people are like six, seven, six, eight, can shoot a little, can dribble a little, I just expect them to be really good. You know, I like, I'm spoiled by like the Gordon Haywards and LeBron Jameses, like all these people that fit that archetype where it's like, no, you can do that. Like I've seen you hit stroke a three. I've seen you dribble. I've seen you pass, but like, again, like it just, it, it it's never really like, translated for me watching him in the league. And so um I was really stoked about Broderick Thomas. I saw nothing from him on the Celtics regular season that made me think he could play. And then in summer league, uh he was just super active. He could shoot a little bit, he could handle a little bit, pass a little bit. It was kind of I don't know. I was like I got higher on Broderick Thomas watching him in uh, summer league.
1: I agree. I was like again he didn't play much at all last year, but when he did play in a couple of meaningful games, it was like, all right, this is like, what are we doing? Bringing the table here. But summer league, he was consistent. He was strong defensively and the He's offense, better than Hauser. He was better he than was, Hauser. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He looked like, he looked like the guy that was actually ready to, to help both on both sides of the court from that standpoint. And so that's from an athleticism standpoint, there's no question that he's probably better than anyone that we've talked about today. And so if he can start to kind of put it together here, Um with the continuity factor of having been in the system for a full year last year, too. I think he has a pretty big edge there. But that's gonna be that'll be a fascinating one to watch. They still have a couple more spots to uh, open here, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, but first we're gonna talk about our sponsor, Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. You can find reviews and news from every league including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live and in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use the promo code cons 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Jax. We haven't talked at all since the KD leaks came out. Um, we're a few weeks removed at this point, Steve Bopetta of of heavy.com actually reported that Durant was supposed to meet with the Nets this week. I'm just curious what your whole take on this whole situation is from all sides, from the Celtic side, from the Nets side, from Durant side. How do you see this? We know what's out there. We can guess where this leaks came from. I think pretty obvious in the point. I'm curious to see where things go from here. Like, where do you think we look at in terms of training camp as the season goes on here from, especially from the Brooklyn Durant perspective, if, uh, if the market seems to be kind of stuck like it is right now.
0: Yeah. I think the fact that we haven't talked about it and it's been out for like three weeks or four weeks or whatever shows you everything you need to know about right? what I think of it. Like yep. I I just, I think, You know, I think the biggest limiting a couple of the biggest limiting factors are uh, Durant is under control for what three more seasons, four more seasons or whatever. So like, why would the why wouldn't the Nets try to give it, you know, try to repair that relationship a right B um, the Celtics just came off you know, two wins away from an NBA championship and then had a amazing offseason, right. Where they got market, you know, at least on paper markedly better. They took non-rotation guys or fringe rotation guys in Tice and turned them into, you know, Gallo and Brogdon. And you really think that those guys will be in the rotation, probably in the playoffs, probably if they get to the finals. So my, my standpoint is all of that, you have a window w- where your young guys are are twenty four and twenty five. Your foundation building blocks, and as we all heard the rumors, it's going to definitely cost Jalen Brown. So that's your twenty five year old building block. You're going to trade for a thirty four year old who comes off an injury, who, and this is what's not getting enough play, but who is is unhappy at a team that he handpicked with a roster that he handpicked so again like best friends with a guy who torpedoed your own franchise or tried to two years ago I just I just like have we learned nothing right (laughs) there's no when you put it like that Jack (laughs) there's no doubt in my mind that that Kevin Durant is a better player than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown I'm not arguing that right Right and right now, in this moment, he is a better player than both those guys. He's a clear cut number one. I personally don't think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have shown their clear cut number one, especially the way they both performed at times in the finals. I know I'll get a lot of heat for that. I'm sorry. No, you are <laughs> no, doing and, and listen, I hope to see it next season. That's a whole other podcast. And I hope and I think I will, but again, a whole nother podcast. We're talking about Kevin Durant. So all those things. I, I totally concede that he's the better player. I just like from from a fan perspective. I'm a Celtics fan. I want Jalen Brown on this team. From a from a you know, and then from a basketball stand, stand like sense, we all saw what happened with Kevin Kevin Garnett here. We got him when he was what 30, 31, and he we we thought the window was open for a little bit longer and one off season, or one season, the next season, you know, just, just went up in flames. You know what I mean? We basically had two and a half seasons of them and that was it. And that was the whole window. And I just, I just like, I, Durant's 34. (laughs) Like if you could, if you could say, all right, we're trading these, we're trading Jalen Brown, we're trading uh, whoever else and we'll get Kevin Durant, and you are guaranteed we're going to give you the Larry O'Brien trophy the next day, then fine, you make the trade. Why not? You you win. I'm not a Kevin Durant guy. I don't like, I don't like him personally. I think he's, I hate the burner stuff, the burner account stuff. I don't know yep. if you know that. You know, he's got okay. t- Twitter yep. accounts. Yep. He got caught. I hate the fact that he's a 34-year-old, you know, using homophobic slurs against Michael Rappaport for no reason. Like, that's just like, you're 34, you're not 15. So I think there's some arrested development there. And I just like, I just, you know, he's he's trying to get out of the team that he handpicked and he's best friends with the dude who clearly just, you know what I mean? Just yeah. doesn't care about franchises. Not to say that he necessarily should, but like I do. So those are sort of my scattered thoughts about him. The If you want to talk about the rumors and stuff, like I think it's hilarious where it's like, the rumor is Jalen Brown and a first round pick and Derek White, you know? And then the, the net side is no, 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 no. Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart and like three first rounders. It's like the answer to both of those is no. And I don't want to find a middle ground in that. I
1: don't. Yeah. <laughs> so and those are my I, scattered thoughts. And I doubt they will, to be honest. It's yeah. like, it's, and so you, And like you said, I think it really makes sense from, if you look at how this is going to play out now, the Nets really have, I think, clearly their best move right now is just to try to repair it. Yeah. If they can't, and wait that out. And you might, it really might hurt them more down the road in terms of like return if they have to get more desperate with teams. But I think the lack of willing suitors out there that can pay a reasonable price for Durant and still have enough left over to win is so low right now, where it really like you need, you need some team to get more desperate and that's not going to happen this off season. No,
0: especially since like people took themselves, teams took themselves out of the running, like Phoenix took themselves right. out of the running. And so like in Miami took themselves out of the running. Did, I like,
1: and- did Phoenix take, I mean, I wonder if there is obviously Aiton is, is, is out and they're supposedly, you know, they're not going to trade Paul or, or Booker, I do wonder if, like, the best Brooklyn will eventually be able to do is, is like, Bridges, Cam Johnson, all the picks, all the swaps, and whatever else they need. I mean, that, that's a terrible, right. a terrible package, but that I can honestly see that being the best package that, like, emerges
0: so in, was, like, a few months. Totally, and I was totally thinking like the same if it's, like, Jalen Brown and a pick, you know what I mean? Because yeah. Jalen Brown is a better player than my, oh, yeah. uh, Bridges yeah, he's and sure, Cam sure. Johnson, right? So that obviously has more value. Um, but like at that point though, then all 30 teams have, have a viable package. Right. I agree. Yeah. So that's the tough part. So, uh, and again, like, I just like, it's, it's, it's sort of like, I just, there are plenty of dumb teams. Right. And there are plenty of teams that, uh, will, will like, like, you know, we can convince him to stay, we can convince him to stay. And like the Kawhi Leonard, won a freaking championship with Toronto and they were, they could be ready made to be right back there. And he was like, nah, peace. I'm out of here. Like, like you can't convince people. So you can't convince everyone to stay and you barely can convince one, like a single person to stay. And so I just like, it, it's a recipe for disaster. And I know he has to stay, right? He's got three seasons, has to, but he has to stay with the Nets. So like, right. obviously none of this means anything. Like he could torpedo his way out of any team if you wanted to.
1: You have to, when you're giving up this, those kind of assets, you want to guarantee you're getting a fully engaged player for those, which is not, you know, far from guaranteed. Um, and so that's where that's going to cause some hesitation for these wildcard teams that could could give up what the Nets want, but then they're like, "All right, is this is Durant going to be like, I don't want to be here, and this is totally. not good enough to win?" So that's it, it's the but at the same time now, I just the, there's so many the the list the, the the offers the, the teams in play here. There's really not a lot of impressive stuff out there, so it, it's going to be I I'm just fascinated to see if Durant plays hard hardball with the Nets and they say let's like let's figure this out and he's just like no like, screw you guys. Like I'll sit out or I'm just going to dog it and like really screw you guys over even more. Like, and, and this
0: is where it sucks. Cause like, I, I am like 99.99% always with the labor side of any argument. Right. So I'm players right over owners. Cause yeah. if I have to, like, if I have to, you know, uh, uh root for a millionaire, it's definitely going to be against a billionaire. I just, that's just the way I'm built, but like, in this sort of play where like he got Kevin Durant got everything he wanted like they all said they all conceded whatever there's got to be some sort of like contractual language where if you do something like this where you like knowingly torpedo like a whole franchise like okay do you have to like is there a penalty right is there a payment penalty you got to pay back your contract or you got to pay like the luxury tax bill that they had to pay the last couple (laughs) of seasons to get your, you know, your handpicked players, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, those are both bad ideas and they will never be agreed on CBA, but still like, like there's gotta be a a way that you can save yourself from like situations like this where, it's not like no one forced him to sign a contract. A lot of these guys sign one and ones, right? Yeah. To, to keep that flexibility. No, he was like, "No, I'm going to win multiple championships I'm with my buddy Kyrie. Like we're nasty, we're tops of the league and and I get to handpick my players, so I'm here for the long haul." Well, guess what he's not. And so like things change so quickly and that's why like the Celtics are so fortunate they have the homegrown players. There's no guarantee that they're going to stay, right? There's also the idea that Jalen Brown's up in 2024 and he just signed with Kanye West. Kanye West might make him play in the CBA, right? The <laughs> Chinese basketball. So who knows? Sure. Something completely off the wall. He might tell him, like, convince him to give up basketball. I have no idea. But, like, so that's obviously a concern what it was going to do in 2024. But I still would rather try to keep the homegrown home developed talent a guy that's gotten better every year and he's only 25 like I just don't see why you would mortgage all that opportunity for a guy who may not want to even play for you
1: okay well I think <laughs> I think you the vast majority of the Celtics fan base agrees with you from just based on people I've talked to and social media over the last few weeks but where it's Certainly not going to go away for at least another month or two here as this drags out. We're going to.
0: Well, would you, would you do it though? You haven't said if you would do it or not.
1: Oh, for, yeah, I think the, I would do it for the the Celtics offer that was on the table, but I'm (laughs) not doing it for what, you know, I'm not giving up picks, more picks and more players. Yeah. To do it.
0: So you would do Jalen Brown, Derek White in a pick. Uh,
1: Yes. Yes. I would absolutely. Just because he's that good. Yeah. I think he's just that good. I think for as. I think Durant and Tatum as a one-two for and for the next like two seasons with the supporting cast they have around them, like I think your odds, your championship odds go up by so much in that scenario. We're,
0: they're already favored to win this. I mean, they're already favored, <laughs> but
1: now like they're slight, they're like slightly favored. Maybe. Like if you, yeah. they become clear-cut favorites in that for the next two years. And I think also your your team is built where you can protect like the Durant injury stuff, you at least like that, and and I don't know, like. I at least have for all the like mental question marks you have about like you at least you have email who coached him for a year and yeah, can at least answer like to have boots on the ground for that situation. Be like, you can ask someone who's actually been there with him. If he wants them, then I'm like, okay, making that deal. If he fits no, like give me Jalen over him. I don't like, like, I think that's, that's, that's the kind of conversation I feel like would go on in that situation. And I mean, time will tell again, how hard they push to see if, If that's like, oh yeah, we'll take him. If it's just Jalen and a little and uh, an expendable guard and White, then like, great. If it's if it's more than that, if we have to tear up more of our starting five, then that's a different conversation. But yeah,
0: I think some people like uh, two two sort of arguments for different sides. Like one, like I think people are discounting what a full training camp and full season with Derek White will do. Like obviously, we saw a big up and down from him, and he was great at some. No, he's good. yeah, but he's good. Exactly. He is good. <laughs> like it's, We've seen so much evidence that he is good. So I think that's going to be good. And then on the flip side, on the other for the other argument, like we're talking a lot about Kevin Durant's injury history, but two seasons ago, Jalen Brown didn't finish the season. Yeah. He was out for Fair. the playoffs. And something I just keep forgetting because of recency bias and because he was so good in this year's playoffs and he's so young. So, I mean, yeah, I mean... I guess it's not as easy as I made it out to be, but I still, you know, I guess from a fan, I'll just, I'll just go the back sa- to the, the saver
1: play. Yeah, the saver play, yeah. and the more, the more, certainly, the more rewarding as a fan is, is, is the path they are currently on, and yeah. that I think we'll see if that matters to. It certainly doesn't matter. Like the the fandom part doesn't matter to the front office, but the uh, the fan base will certainly hold on to that track um, when these things come up. All right. Make sure you're following Bjax on Twitter at Jax Sobd. Um, make sure you rate review, subscribe to the Wing Place pod. We'll be back at it for at least once a week for the rest of the offseason here as the roster gets filled out as we get more murmurings, or just to you know, we need to have more deep dives about the 15th and yes the roster. Like, <laughs> this is uh, we we just scratched the service tonight jackson i think we need we
0: to even talk about jd Davidson. To, i know it's <laughs> a missed
1: opportunity right now so stay tuned for that um as always thanks for listening and uh we'll talk to you guys later this week